Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Tony Bruno, great stuff as always with him. Coming up, 9.20 this morning, our morning mystery movie clip. And then we'll get to Dawn's Big Three at 9. Cut Sheet Part 2. Today in music history, what's on tap for the Dawn Show. And a whole bunch more. So many big stories that we've had this week. It's just been another amazing week of unbelievably big stories. We were all over the Mayorkas impeachment earlier this morning. Also, Big Pharma, Big Food. If you missed that big take, go back and hit up the uh, Odyssey app, the Rewind feature, uh, as we had a conversation about that. Um, But there's a story that I want to get to because I think everybody that's a parent today can relate to this. And you've probably seen your son and or daughter do this at least once, especially if they are, I would say, anywhere from seven, eight years old on the young end of things to the high end of the range being probably 14 to 16 year olds. Uh, And the story comes from The Guardian, and it's called Meet Generation Stay at Home. This is what we call the stalker generation. No, no, no. How dare you? Although stalker subscribes to this generation. He likes this. I, I, I never said that. You just never leave your house for, except for work. Yeah. I, so you stay at home. I don't, though. You don't? You just don't want to hang out with Dawn and I? Mm-hmm. Dawn, Wait, Dawn we spend te- 20 hours a week we, together. We, Dawn and I text you a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys want to go out for some beers and wings on a Friday? You always say no. Just really I spend more time with the two of you than I do with my wife and my child. Yeah. <laughs> so, meet Generation Stay at Home. You don't need to pay to go clubbing. You can sit at home and watch it on your phone. That's true. Uh, this is written by Gabby Hinsliff of TheGuardian.com. Uh, Harriet's teenage sons were so sociable as small children that she wasn't prepared for what she calls the hermit phase. Around the age of 13 or 14, both boys started holding up in their bedrooms. Although they were avidly gaming and chatting with their friends online, real-world socializing seemed to fade away. They weren't interested at all, interested in seeing their friends. They just wanted to be left alone. It's as if something clicked, says Harriet, a hospice manager living in a small northern town, though she tried not to make an issue of it. Their withdrawal bothered her. Healthy teenage boys, she feels, should involve at least a little bit of adventurous pushing of the boundaries, right? Like when you're a young teenage boy, you're always trying to push the limits, see what you can get away with, what your teacher will let you get away with, what your parents will, curfews. You shouldn't be running in that circle. You shouldn't be drinking this, smoking that, doing this with the little girl. The whole bit, right? Like you push mom and dad's buttons to see what the boundaries are. But this is a new phenomenon. And I can actually relate to this with my daughters. Not to the extent that they, I mean, because my daughters are a lot like me. They just, they have diarrhea of the mouth. They can't shut up. They love to ramble. They get that from dad. I actually think my daughters would be great talk show hosts in the future. I really do. I think they have a, they get a nice. an absolute fu- future getting in front of a microphone and just rambling. It's an it's an acquired skill. I truly believe that. <laughs> um, but it, this is a concern, and I've had this concern, and I've talked to Kristen about this. And I think a lot of kids do this now. The nowadays, we they all have their tablets and they all have their yeah. little devices, and you know some of it's on the parents, some of it's on the kid. But you all of a sudden you look over and I'll never forget. There's been times in the last handful of months, even when they come up for the holidays. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just watching um, so and so on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, who's so and so? And I'll I'll peek over and I sit down and I watch it with them for a few minutes. And they're watching other families that are like considered YouTube families live their life. Yep. 
And I said, what's the point of this? She goes, well, I'm just, you know, they're eating dinner at the table. I said, yeah, I, I understand that. And I said, well, why are you so infatuated with this? She goes, oh, I just like to see the way other families are doing things. And I'm thinking, well, we're about to have dinner in about 35 minutes. When we sit down at the table, you can do exactly what they're doing on the YouTube, right? So I just don't understand this generation. Like, you know, when I was in high school and in college, you know, video games went online where you could play your favorite video game against your buddy, wear a headset like Tony Bruno just had on, and talk to people. But now... And I've noticed this with my daughters as well. There's this game called Roblox. I think we've all heard of Roblox, right? It's a, it's a game that you can play on the iPhone. And my daughters, still in Nashville, they will uh, call their cousins in Bethlehem, who are a year and two years older than them respectively. They all get on speakerphone together, and they play this Roblox game on their phone, and they just totally zone out in isolation mm-hmm. for like two hours. And I'll be like... Where are the girls? Oh, they're upstairs still, still playing Roblox. Mm-hmm. Now, my girls are very active with school and dance, so they don't, they're don't they not zoned out zombies all the time. The little bit of time that they have for downtime, I don't mind that they do that. But for like the kid that gets home at 345 and does this until he goes to bed, I do think this is a concern for parents that they don't want to live their life. They want to watch others live theirs on social media or on YouTube. Agreed. It's a bizarre phenomenon. It is. It started during, and I always, not mock, but I always challenge Dawn for, you know, because she likes to blame everything on the pandemic. Yep. But this I actually do blame on the pandemic because we've, we kids of that generation, your daughter's generation, Dawn's kids' generation, they were coming of age during the pandemic where they couldn't leave because it was not, not, your kids, but I mean, mm-hmm. their generation of kids couldn't leave because, my God, they might get COVID. They might get this. Yep. They might get that. So they just kind of cocoon themselves into their house and like, well, I, I can order food that is delivered to my door. I can talk to all my friends because, you know, we can all play games together and be on headsets. And why do I ever need to leave? Yeah. I, I'm reading this story, and th- this other excerpt just goes to show you the, the changing of the times. She said that she would suggest her sons go into town with friends, and she had done like she had done at their age, and they balked. The youngest wouldn't because apparently that's not what mates do. By the way, I think this is a an English family, sure, uh, based on the the wording. And uh, she goes on to say everything encourages them to be at home. Yep. Phones, gaming, amazing TV, stuff being delivered to your house and your front porch every day. We've created this world where there's a lot of people that say, you know what, with the advancements in technology, there's no reason for me to leave if I don't have to. You guys, you know, mock me because I don't leave my house, which is partially true. But I'm also old. (laughs) So you're 43. I lived my but I'm saying it's not healthy for kids to be when I was that age, I was never home. I was literally never home. Well, I was I was of, out here. I was yeah. out there, outside doing things. Think I was about, never inside. Think about our days. You know, Dawn, Greg, myself, anybody that that is not you know in their twenties now or even their thirties. There was no pre-internet, right? There was no reason to stay home. Yep. You, you didn't have a computer. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have all these streaming options. You had basic cable, and what else did you have? A VCR. Yep. I mean, how many movies can you rent from Blockbuster, right? 
Yeah, how many times can you read the newspaper? So you went out and you did things. You played sports. You you socialized. You went to the mall. You went to the arcade. You know, whatever we used to do back in the 80s and 90s. We're, now all of it's just given to us in a screen. We're raising shut-ins. We really are. It's it's sad and it's scary because they, they don't want to go outside. They don't want to go out and live their life because, like you said, why do I need to go to the prom because I can watch – Joe Blow at the prom on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's it's so, and it's not like getting. See now, this is where, and you're right because you're you know, you're 43. You're getting older. I'm getting older. You know, it's not going to like deteriorate and break us down. Now, if you if you stay inside for four years like Howard Stern did during <laughs> COVID, you're of course you're going to go crazy. I, right? I mean, have you seen his house? I would probably stay inside too. Yeah, it's I it's a man- very nice. It's a mansion. It's a man- probably yeah, it's on not the even beach. A house. On yeah. the beach. His own private beach. Yeah. Like but, why? Like why go anywhere? Yeah, that's his true. own private chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, like there's, I mean, there, every now and then there's a time where, you know, I go down a rabbit hole of watching old videos on YouTube, but I'm not watching other people live their lives. Like I'm watching old clips of Married with Children or Saturday Night Live or wrestling or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, some sports broadcast to relive memories of when you know the Eagles won the Super Bowl six years ago or whatever. But these kids nowadays. Um, and, and there's another show, and I, I should know this because my daughters watch it all the time, with these young, I guess you would consider this social media influencers. They're basically what you would get on TikTok or Instagram, but they create their a YouTube channel dedicated to like all of their thoughts in the form of audio and video. And my daughters are just watching these girls, and I'm like, honey, you realize this is this is not real. Like this girl, I don't know if she's 14 or 15 or whatever, She's compensated well. You know, she's got the all-American look. I'm like, honey, it's all pretentious. It's all made up. So, like, I really think we're at a point, especially post-pandemic, as kids get back to their lives and catching up with what they missed out on. Knock on wood, hopefully your your kid's not behind in math or reading or science or whatever. But, like, there's just got to be – we got to put caps on our kids with the devices because well, the can. devices are so toxic. You can. Like, I have. So we have – you know, if you have Eero or whatever. So I have it where I monitor their time. Oh, boy. But I can shut down any device in my house. Oh, I like right that. Right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look I, at that. I am like. So you could literally just power his phone off? Yeah. I'm Baby, I'm like. I'm like. Baby. Giant, I'm like CCP met Big Brother. Okay. <laughs> you, are the Xi, you are the Xi Jinping of your household. <laughs> You're a communist dictator. I am. Dictator dog. That's right. And I'm allowed to be a dictator yes. in my house. Yes. Until this is my house. Yep. And you're putting the roof over there. That's head. right, baby. Yeah. But you can. I mean, you can shut device, each device down. You can put, you know, like, you know how you put your Christmas lights on a timer, you know, yep. to save energy or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You can do that with their stuff, too. You can have a bedtime. And so I highly recommend it for your daughters. You'd be surprised. They're like, wait, what were you? And you can watch. Like, what? You woke up in the middle of the night and you were on whatever device? Well, it's funny you say that because we have a, uh, I have an app that Kristen made me download. It's called the Family 360 app. Is that what you have? I have something similar to that. Because I can see all of their phones Mm -hmm. and I can see what their battery strength is right now. And I can also see where they're located. Yeah. See, this is good. My my question more is, what makes them? What what is it about this generation that they want to stay at home? You couldn't have kept me at home. I know. I I snuck out of my house. You know, like I, I didn't want to be in my house at all. Yeah. And and by the way, it is nothing like my parents. Lovely, 
lovely human beings. Like mm-hmm. I, I love my parents, but it had, I wanted to be out where the action was. I wanted to be at the parties. I wanted to be out uh, getting into trouble. Um, what is it about this generation that they don't want to do that? Mental, They're scared of everything. Mental health? Half of them don't want to drive. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have stopped me from getting my license. You're right. Uh, in, and in this uh, this story, they cite a survey uh, that was done in Australia that found 71 percent of Gen Z, uh, the mostly post millennial babies, now in their teens and early 20s, have cut back on going out. 71 percent. And now that's you know that's in their late teens, early 20s. I would just assume for that the takeaway is, hey, you're 18, you're 22, you're not making much money. You probably don't have the income to go out and live it up, right? In this day and age, with the cost of everything, I, I no, none of us had income. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like we used to, we used to go to Taco Bell and buy Zima. I used to find, <laughs> I used to find change underneath my my car seat to <laughs> get an old old English Little 40. grifter kid <laughs> to pay for tolls. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I, I didn't have money. Yeah, but but you found things to do. Yeah. Well, today I would imagine they they waste their money on the new iPhone 15. They buy all this stuff that they the really parents don't need. are buying them everything. Yeah, first sure. of all, but second of all, we are it's our we reap what we sow. We all entertain our kids. Yeah. So it used to be your parents would go like go entertain yourself. Yeah, yeah. Go enter, go do something. <laughs> yeah. Go out in the yard in the mud yeah. and make a little hut or yeah. whatever. Like go. <laughs> Just do whatever you're going to do. Hut. A mud hut. Don, 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 Don's Howder kids, go make a mud hut. <laughs> and so we, kids want to be entertained. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, I've had relatives come over over the years and like, I have nothing to do. I'm like, what am I? The head chief of the entertainment committee? Yeah. Go outside. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not your entertainer. Yeah, I agree. And so ultimately, we, I have to stop saying ultimately because yesterday my friend, we had respond i gotta stop ultimately stop saying it is that a crutch word of yours i guess yeah. it's I, something new anyway um we we keep ultimately yeah mm-hmm. we keep doing this where yeah. we we want to entertain them we mm-hmm. want to give everybody a trophy no yeah. just go out we're not going to entertain you yeah. so that's a piece of it the other piece of it is i think it is orchestrated because once you've had a taste of freedom you'll never give a give it up exactly so now, think about what the pandemic did to so many children. They've grown mm-hmm. up in this era of being controlled, yep. and they yeah. don't know freedom. And we need to give them a taste of freedom, but parents like me are the problem. Parents like me. <laughs> <laughs> because look at what I just said. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not even, yeah. I, I'm not even a hover. That doesn't even begin to describe it. And so... I'm part of the problem. Dawn's like, you know what, enough of your devices. Tonight, folks, to to the boys, Dawn's like, we're playing shoots and ladders. (laughs) (laughs) Got to give them the freedom. They they need to have the freedom so they know that that once you have that taste, seriously, you have a taste of freedom and you know what that is, then you're going to want more of it. But your your youngest son, I know, you know, he plays football and everything and... you and I have that mutual friend that like that that group of kids yeah. like they go out they're and amazing they, they do things and they're they're not they're not shut in so no you did you did well there Thank um you. but what I'm saying is is that like there there is this group of kids this mm-hmm. this generation that just doesn't want to do anything they want to just sit inside they want to just just scroll blindly on their phone 
and they all get anxiety because oh, yeah. they're looking at social media and everybody else is having fun and mm -hmm. living this life and they're just watching them live. It, it, yep. It's really depressing. And then they question their existence exactly. and their identity, which leads to yeah. all this nonsense. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming up next. We'll we solved the world's problems it's in 15 two, minutes. We, and we only need four hours a day to do it. <laughs> Pretty wild. Uh, morning mystery movie clip coming up next. Dawn's Big Three and also What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do. Kale and Company back after this. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Still a lot of hours left in the day, man. You can make or break your day in the next 10 hours or so. Don't screw it up. It's not worth it. Just buy the chocolate, get the flowers, get the card, and then you're in the clear. Buy some blue chew. Buy some blue chew. Promo code 1210. $5 shipping. <laughs> what a world. All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Dawn's Big Three is coming up in a matter of moments. Also, what's on the cut sheet part due. But every day right around 920 or thereabouts, we do the morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We're going to have to develop some real machinery inside our guts to turn off pure unalloyed pleasure. Or I don't know about you, I'm going to have to leave the planet. Why? Because the technology is just going to get better and better. And it's going to get easier and easier and more and more convenient and more and more pleasurable to sit alone. With images on a screen given to us by people who do not love us but want our money. Wow. And it's fine in low doses. But if it's the basic main staple of your diet, you're going to die. Well, come on. In a very meaningful way, you're going to die. You think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Once again today, a digital movie download of Air Force One down on her first assignment aboard Air Force One, a rookie Secret Service agent faces the ultimate test when terrorists hijack the plane and target the president, leading her into a relentless battle that could change the course of history. Buy it now on Voodoo, rated R from Republic Pictures. Call her 12, 855-839-1210. Best of luck. And if you identify that clip, there is your prize. But right now, let's get to the news. 925 this morning. It's time for Dawn Stenzel's Big Three at 9. It's the Big Three and 9 on Kale and Company. Sponsored by Budget Blinds on this sunny 42-degree day. Other news of the day, a Philadelphia YouTuber known for his aerial videos is now the target of a government investigation and a huge fine. So this is South Philadelphia resident Michael DiCurcio, and he's facing up to 200 grand in penalties because the federal government is coming after him, saying he's flying drones dangerously across the city of Philadelphia. He has a YouTube channel, Philly Drone Life, with a ton of views. And he's facing this civil complaint, so he's not criminally charged, but this comes with a hefty fine from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania targeting him, saying that the videos, um, the videos, in fact, are breaking the rules, flying the drones at night in inclement weather, 
too close to buildings and people, and too close to the airport. I was just going to ask if he's getting too close to government property, you know, perhaps courthouses, police precincts, things like that. You mentioned the airport. You know, this actually goes back to what we just talked about last segment. What's the infatuation with creating a YouTube channel and flying a drone around? Get out of your house. Go go for a jog. Shovel your snow. Well, I, te- well, I'm glad you said that. Technically, he's getting out of his house because he's flying a drone. Yeah, that was yeah, his whole thing. But he's flying it, I'm assuming, with like a remote control, right? Sure. But he said he actually said, Now, they filed a 15-page civil complaint against him. This is the federal government coming after him. To your exact point, Nick, it was pan- the pandemic, and he, you know, the wife, the family are like, you got to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. So he got a drone and thought, thought it would just be like a fun hobby. Yeah. Goes outside. And so it was to get outside, to walk around, that sort of thing. And that that's why he said it started as a hobby. It's just for entertainment. He says he his claim here is that his videos are for entertainment purposes only and they're heavily edited. So he's claiming some of the some of the stuff you see in the video is a combination of, yes, his hmm. stuff that he captured, but then he takes stuff maybe from websites or it's created. I'm not really sure if it's He's saying it's computer animated. Have they shut his YouTube page down or is it still active? I just looked at it. It looks like it's still active. So, but I guess that's where they're moving toward this. But the actual fines thus far are uh, $182,000. I mean, I like, I like having privacy in my own home, in my own property. So every time I see one of these drones, and I've seen them in a variety of... I remember two years ago, before I moved up here, somebody was flying one around in the park as we were sitting uh, under the stars for the fireworks on 4th of July. And everyone was like, what is that? Is that a UFO? No, it's probably just Bill with his drone. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, some of these ones that invade your property and fly over your, you know, your, mm-hmm. your yard or your fenced-in gated, whatever you might have... Like, I don't want them, you know, videotaping anything I'm doing on my deck or whatever. Yeah, if I, okay, so if I saw a drone come come up on my deck or yeah. something. Or even if I, up in the, you know, above the trees, yeah. above your property. I would get out my power washer, just shoot it down with water. <laughs> on the floor. Shoot that. <laughs> that shotgun. <laughs> that's right. That's why I covet that Michael Pelka. He's got that Elon Musk, that, mm-hmm. that yeah. huge flamethrower thing. Well, and speaking That'd of Opelka, awesome. he, Opelka has a drone as well. He does. He yeah. flies it around on the golf course. Yeah. Next well, time, I, if, cool. he, if he pulls it out this year, I'm going to get my seven iron out. And I'm going to try to <laughs> hit, my, hit my golf ball so high in the air that it knocks his drone right out of flight. <laughs> Number two, Big Brother is best. Eagles' Jason Kelsey scolding his little brother, Travis, over the blow-up with KC Chiefs head coach, our former head coach, Andy Reid, at Super Bowl 24. So their New Heights podcast just dropped. And, yes, big bro Jason saying, basically, bro, you're out of line. Mm. I love it. Well, I'm glad you didn't mention the other individual, which will remain nameless. Tay-Tay. But, yeah, you know, if you are, if you are um, as you just said, Tay-Tay, you might have to come to the realization that your man's got some temper problems. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of a warning sign there. Could be a breakup song in the making. Yep. I don't know. I think he was just hyped up at the game. Yeah. Could, yeah. You know, but make, make excuses, Don. Make excuses. I'm not. I'm not enabling Big Brother's right here. Yeah. He said, "You crossed the line." Yelling in his face was over the top. Yep. I think there are better ways to handle this. A Absolutely. lot of people were coming to the conclusion it's the side effects of not only Pfizer but Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
I don't know. You know, we have to we have to follow that one. Did he apologize mm. to Coach Reed? I hope that he did or does. Number three, on this Valentine's Day, researchers at Arizona University studying people who were married or cohabitating in a monogamous romantic relationship and then split them into two groups, one group given instructions to increase especially romantic kissing, the other group given no instructions at all. So the group that decided that they would kiss more, specifically kissing, is it good for your health? Yes. The answer is yes. They reported less, They they and they documented this. So less stress, greater relationship satisfaction, less cholesterol, actually lowered their cholesterol. So they did physical testing on these people, their heart rate, their cholesterol, the whole deal. Kissing lowers your cholesterol? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, folks blood at, tests. the folks at Lipitor can't be happy about that. Unless unless the, the person you're kissing has the herp. Well, then, yeah. Oh, that one, yeah. That'd that'd be, we're, we're just bad breath. Ooh, that'd be bad. <laughs> And they also said there's another uh, university study, hugging reduces inflammation, which is great for the heart. So hugging and kissing, mm. make sure it's not random. <clears throat> you, know. you know what? After further review, I'm throwing all my turmeric pills in the garbage. I'm just going to hug more. <laughs> so nice little, we tried to add a little Valentine's theme there. We are sponsored this morning by Budget Blinds. Budgetblinds.com is your one-stop shop for blinds, shades, shutters, custom drapery, and motorization, free in-home consultations, and the only no-questions-asked warranty in the entire business. Ask about their exclusive inspired collection online, budgetblinds.com. Budgetblinds.com sponsors our big three right here, Kale & Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. I do not believe we have a winner. We do. We, oh, do. we do. Chris in Westchester? No, Chris in Westchester is uh, wanting to talk about the, the drone story. Oh. This is not our winner. So I think we might need to maybe run uh -uh. it back on the other side. I, this is, I believe this is too hard. It's a great clip, but right. I think it's too hard. Okay. Uh, let me play it. Let me play it one more time. All right, one more time, folks. We're going to have to develop some real machinery inside our guts to turn off pure unalloyed pleasure. Or I don't know about you, I'm going to have to leave the planet. Why? Because the technology is just going to get better and better, and it's going to get easier and easier and more and more convenient and more and more pleasurable to mm. sit alone mm. with images on a screen given to us by people who do not love us but want our money. And that's fine in low doses. But if it's the basic main staple of your diet, you're going to die. Well, come on. In a very meaningful way. You're going to die. I don't. I, yeah, mm. it's a it's a great clip. It, and Dorenzo says it's a very relevant clip to staying at home and virtual reality conversations that but, we were having. But the movie, I've never heard of it. I'll like, be honest as well. I, I've never it, heard of it either. It, it, like I'm literally looking at. It, I've never heard of it. So. I thought maybe it was an Alyssa Milano movie that I missed, <laughs> and maybe Stalker was going to rip me. But yeah, I don't know it either. Well, if you know it, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. All right, we'll come back. We'll get a call. We'll get to the cut sheet. But first, I got to tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. One of the things that I love about the Piazza Auto Group is that they're always encouraging me to stop on out and take a look at some of the new vehicles that I can test drive. And extremely happy with my Honda Ridgeline, but that's a lease, and that'll come and go, and I'll be in the market for something new. And I can tell you right now, the 2024 Honda Pilot Trail Sport, if you're in the market for an SUV, a big, powerful, fully loaded 
SUV with the capabilities of off-roading, this is your choice. And which makes it a beautiful model is it comes with a seven-mode drive system. It's got the Trail Watch multi-camera view, so you're going to be taken care of from a safety standpoint. All the technology you can handle, including wireless Apple CarPlay, and it's beautiful with 18-inch alloy wheels. And it's very efficient from the standpoint of loading it up and fitting a lot of kids in there as they bring their devices and their tablets and they want to keep watching YouTube. How about this? The third row seating. It is a great thing for a mom or a dad going out for their kids' activities for the weekend, fresh off of a sleepover or something like that, and the massive sunroof and moonroof that comes with it. Just a beautiful touch. You can check it out at one of the five Honda locations that Piazza offers in Philadelphia, Pottstown, Reading, Springfield, and Langhorn, or online, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Wednesday, Valentine's Day edition of the show. Dawn show in 20 minutes. We'll find out what's on tap for her program. Today in music history and who won Twitter today. But before all of that, we get back to some of the audio and the content of the radio program. It's time for What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet? Part 2. What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 sponsored by Turn 7 Liquidation? It's over. Turn 7 lost their lease in Morristown and must liquidate and vacate now. Everything to the bare walls is being sacrificed. Turn 7, Philadelphia Mills, and closing forever in the Morristown Mall. Turn 7 Liquidations, do it now. Turn 7 Liquidations. Thank you for sponsoring. What's other cushy part do? Let's see, where did we end yesterday? Joe Biden yesterday gave a speech. We trashed Trump and then took no questions. Did you guys see this? Yes, I did. The most important part of this speech, I believe, was how he said it at the end. It's very quick. Okay. You might miss it. Uh, He always ends every speech with, uh, God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. And sometimes God save the queen. Uh, Yeah, hang on. I thought you were... I thought you were playing something there. No. Okay. Um, But instead, I don't know if he got... Uh, confused <laughs> or well I mean, if you if you believe the her report it's very likely yeah um he ended the clip like this i'm going with cut five here phil uh go god bless you all may god protect our speakers and i promise i'll come back and answer questions later thank you may god protect our speaker our speaker our speaker so he wants to protect mike johnson Speaker of the House? Hmm. God first... bless you all. May God protect our speakers. And I promise I'll come back and answer questions later. Thank you. May God protect our speakers. Yes. Yeah, the speakers in the auditorium. <laughs> we don't want to blow out the Bose speakers. It cost a pretty penny in this day. Wow. Yeah, so, hey, look, Joe Biden said he was a uniter. He sees even hoping that God watches over the House Republicans. <laughs> um, remember last week when uh, Biden gave that weird press conference? Uh, after You're going to have to be more specific. They're the, all weird, sir. The Her report was <laughs> released, and we we wondered if it was the White Hot House comms team that uh, sent him out. Sent or, him on Thursday night. Yeah. Kareem uh, Jean-Pierre said it was the president's idea to go out <laughs> last uh, last week okay. at night. Uh, this is cut six, Phil Go. Earlier you mentioned that the president of the White House thought it was a good idea for him to come out last Thursday. Just want to clear it up. Was it the president's idea to come it out? It was the president's idea. Yes, he it wanted to. Idea. It was his idea. And how forceful was he when he you know, came out and, uh, and I mean, he said like he I, wanted to do it that I'm, time? I mean, you saw the president out 
do this, uh, make a statement, take questions from all of you because he wanted to do it. I'm not going to get into private conversations that the president has. The president is the president of the United States. If he says he wants to speak to directly to the American people, he's going to do that. And following up on something that. So Joe, we know, is combative. He's defiant behind closed doors. He can curse. He can yell and throw a fit. And he probably said, the hell with that. I'm going out there. I'm not going to tolerate this. And he, you know, made it even worse for himself. You know, this is not to make light of it, but this is really this is like no different than your your great grandfather who probably has been having a lot of spills at home. um, And mom and dad are like, you know what? Look, pop. Maybe, you know, mom's been gone a long time. Maybe it's time for you to live in a in a in a facility where you know people can we can, you know, I got to take Johnny the so- the baseball and, and Chelsea the soft. I can't always be around. And he's like, I'll show you. I'm not going into this. <laughs> this is what's happening in real time with our president. Yeah, I really believe that he's he's at the point where he's not even going to listen to these people. And honestly, you know what, though? And, and this might sound like I'm defending him, but I'm just trying to get into his mindset. He might just be at the point where he's like, you know what? I'm in my 80s. I've been doing this for 50 years. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do, right? Like, there's there's got to be just that ego and also the point where, like, you know, the writing's on the wall. You know, you're, you're let's face it, you're on the 17th fairway of an 18-hole course. You know, he don't give a damn. By the way, Peter Peter asks on the YouTube chat says, why, going back to may God protect our speaker, you know, he's, he's old and he sometimes says things that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. He says, why would he say that? Maybe look out for some sort of black flag operation targeting targeting the speaker. Mm-hmm. Why does he always say when he's in front of a speech where there's a second balcony, he looks at me and says, don't jump. Why does he do all the stuff he does? He, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's really yeah. odd that when you take Joe and you take Kamala and you also throw in Kareen, they all have the same five or six things they always do. Joe's always saying, don't jump. God save whatever. Kamala will do the giggle. Korean War, like they're. I I feel like they have a very limited vocabulary yeah. and a very limited playbook. All of them. It's very bad. It's a bad look. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but this. I don't know if the CDC, I guess, uh, t- t- re- took back some of the COVID isolation restrictions. Like, there's new now. I guess you don't have to isolate for. Oh, so they're adjusting in 2024. Yeah. Oh, nice to see. Uh, A reporter asked Karine Jean-Pierre about those guidelines, those new guidelines. Uh, This is what she said, cut seven. The Washington Post is reporting that the CDC is expected to shift its COVID isolation guidance, uh, saying that you don't have to isolate once you're fever-free for 24 hours and symptoms are mild and improving. Does the White House feel this is long overdue? So, look, I I saw that reporting. I want to be really careful because CDC is going through their process. They're going to decide the guidelines, so I don't want to get ahead of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's let's let uh, CDC go through their process. I just don't want to get ahead of them. Meaning she has no idea. Yeah, she's got (laughs) zero clue. (laughs) Here, I'll update the CDC guidelines for all of America right now. If you have COVID, stay the hell home. Don't post it on social media because nobody cares that you have COVID. All right? Once you feel better, go back to work. There you go. There's your guidelines. By the way, when I had the flu, which was, I believe because I've never had COVID, as bad as COVID. The first day my fever broke, I came right back to work. You did. And then the fever came back, so I had to go yeah. back yes. again. But... And you didn't feel the need to tweet that you came down with the flu. No, right. no, I didn't. Because no, Americans care. Yeah. Nobody's talking about the flu. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It just played, disappears. Yeah, you played that clip earlier. Aaron with... Rodgers and Joe Rogan. You used to talk about it all the time. Flu season. Yeah. Get your flu shot. The whole store is closed. They had the flu. 
The only dry cleaner in town had the flu. So that's why I'm wearing this ridiculous outfit. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. I'm Joe Pesci from my cousin Vinny when the dry cleaner was closed for the flu. Like it. There you go. All right. Coming up next, we'll find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show, who won Twitter today, and today in music history. But first, got to tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. Clock is ticking, folks. It's almost 10 o'clock. You might need that little boost, that enhancement for Valentine's Day. Well, you might be out of luck today, but, you know, with $5 in shipping, it could be at your door in a matter of days, just in time for the weekend. If you need that extra boost of confidence, need that little spike to your performance, Blue Chew is a unique online service that will deliver to your doorstep the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at your local Walgreens or CVS. And here's a special deal right now for Kale & Company listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free. When you use promo code 1210 at checkout, just pay the $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code 1210, to receive your first month free Blue Chew tablets. Oh, yeah. Made in the USA. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Putting a bow on a Wednesday show, the Dawn Show, in seven minutes time. We'll also find out who won Twitter today. But right now, it is time for the latest, newest, freshest feature of the program. We like to call it Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. On Kale and Company. Today, Valentine's Day, February 14th. We celebrate the birthdays of Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 and Sylvain Sylvain of the New York Dolls. We also lost McTucker, the drummer for Sweet, on this day in 2002. Notable singles include Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett in 77 and Heat Seeker by ACDC in 88. Also on this day in 70, The Who performed their very famous Live at Leeds show, and in 87, Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer hit number one. But lastly, in 1992, we banged our heads with Wayne and Garth to Bohemian Rhapsody as Wayne's World opened in theaters. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Alquist. Nice work, Philip, as we get another installment of Today in Music History. And uh, now we find out what's uh, on tap for the Dawn Show in just about five and a half minutes' time. Yeah, we'll do a deep dive into the top stories of the day locally. What's up with the story? Trump, the CIA, the Steele dossier. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll, we'll dribble into so many different issues today. Coming up, we'll have a great attorney coming up who's going to talk about bankruptcy trends and finances. And that's a really interesting segment right at uh, 10.05. And then we'll talk about all things Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania budget. What's up with Shapiro's budget, education, public defenders? Is he being nice to Krasner? Is he, you know, is he again bashing him? So we'll get through all of that. There's a lot going on, but we will do a deep dive on what's happening locally and with regards to the special elections. Okay. Dawn Show in five minutes as we wrap up today with Who Won Twitter Today? Who Won Twitter? Second day in a row, back to back to back to back. Nick, uh, Eric the Red wins Uh-oh. Twitter. He says, Nick, take note of Dawn's report on kissing. You may increase your health by sm- by smooshing Greg's ass. <laughs> 
How dare they? Oh, man. Or Tony Bruno. <laughs> he, you know, he was kissing his pussy cat, and then he got the cat hair yeah. in his, yeah, like yeah. that Larry David episode. Yeah. I hate when that happens. It's awful. It's like a bad flossing incident. <laughs> All right, that'll it's do. A sin. <laughs> it is. It really is. That'll do it for us today. I'm Stay sorry. tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. Four We're minutes. back tomorrow <laughs> at six a.m. And as our White House press secretary would say, when she has nothing less, uh, nothing left to say or offer, I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. Start your day with Kale and Company weekday morning six till ten on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT and the Free Odyssey app.